Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This content may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. I needed an escape plan. Unfortunately, this man was standing in between me and my bedroom door. I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction and I swear I saw a smile. I started to edge to the side, but he stayed in front of me and the feeling got more intense. I started to grip my keys in the attack position just in case. From Disturbed Media, join your host Chad for true tales of horror, bizarre happenings, and unexplainable events. This is Disturbed. Thanks to Shudder for supporting Disturbed. Shudder is the streaming service with the best selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural, from Hollywood favorites and cult classics to original series and new films. To try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com and use promo code DISTURBED. Thanks also to StoryWorth for their support. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever, and you can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com disturbed to get $10 off your first purchase. Welcome back in everyone, and thanks for joining me. Today I'm bringing you five true horrifying tales that are sure to give you the chills. So sit back and listen close as we dive into the horror. We open the show hearing from Reddit user Loud and Proud, featuring voice work by Nicole Doolin, and it's her quick thinking that may have saved her life. In 2014, I moved to England from Canada to gain work and travel experience, and also to find myself. I ended up living in Essex with three other roommates. They were all women, all a bit older than I was. I was 24 at the time, Megan was 31, Cherry was 34, and Cassie was 38. Megan was from New York, Cherry from New Jersey, and Cassie from Poland. All four of us shared this three-story flat. The back of our home was the living room and kitchen. The back wall was complete glass that looked out into the garden. The garden was completely fenced in. The house had an interesting dynamic, to say the least. Tons of stories from that time in my life. I adored all my roommates, except for Cherry. After living with Cherry for seven months, I was over her antics. One day I come home from work, I lock the door, make myself something to eat, and go up to bed. I brought some work home with me, so I am in my nightie with all these papers around me, and my headphones on, jamming out. 
I had headphones on because Cherry was out to dinner with work friends. That meant booze and then soon after a tantrum was surely to come. I just didn't want to have to listen to her crazy scream crying. I am working away, completely focused until I feel something. I look up to see a man standing over me. I don't register it right away and passively say, Cherry's room is on the second floor, and continue to work. Cherry regularly brought strange men home. He doesn't leave. Again, Cherry's room is downstairs. You... He then interrupts. I am not here for Cherry. A cold chill iced my veins. My fight or flight kicked in just then. I start surveying the situation. I look him up and down. He has a bottle of Prosecco in one hand and a knife in the other. He is about 5'10", wild, muddy brown hair and black eyes. He has a light blue polo shirt on, and one side of his collar is popped up, and a distinct Manchester accent. Once I focused in, I realized his eyes were black because his pupils were completely dilated. Shit! I was in trouble! I needed an escape plan. Unfortunately, this man was standing in between me and my bedroom door. I needed to get downstairs, but I needed for him to think it was his idea. I decided to play along. Just then, he uses his knife to pop the cork. Prosecco started to flow onto my carpet. I said, oh no, let's clean that up. I prefer to drink out of a proper flute anyways. He nodded, replying, yeah, you're a proper classy bird. Let's go. I try to act as natural as possible. I try not to show that I am shaking all over and try to gain control over my breathing. We take the long journey down to the main floor of my flat. All three floors. He has the back of my nightie bunched up in one hand, and I could feel the point of the knife graze my back with his other. I was trying to playfully speak with him as we walked down the stairs. I couldn't tell you what I was saying. I was most likely rambling. I couldn't hear anything over my heart beating in my ears. We get to the bottom of the stairs, and there is a hallway to my left that leads to the front door. On my right, which is much closer to us, is the kitchen and living room. We make our way into the kitchen. I point to the cabinets that had the wine glasses. He said he knew where they were and started towards them. I now had the kitchen table in between us. It was time to run. I burst into a sprint down the hallway towards the door. My hands fumble over the locks, shaking and sweating. I swing open the door and see two men walking across the street. They must have been walking home from the train. There was a big train station in front of our home. I call out to them for help and suddenly I am flung onto the ground. Little pebbles piercing my skin sent sharp pains where they jabbed. The intruder pushed me out of the way to run and escape. One of the men chased after the intruder while the other said for me to go inside while he surveyed my home and to call the police. I locked the doors and I called the police. While I am on the phone with dispatch, I manically run around the house to double-check all the windows and doors. Suddenly, I hear a loud bang on my door. I inform the dispatch of the banging and she informs me that police weren't there yet. I thought it might be one of the gentlemen who helped me. I go to look out the eye hole and it's him, the intruder. He came back. He's banging on my door, screaming that I had his glasses and that he was not done with me. I absolutely freak out. The dispatcher attempts to calm me down, but I am losing my ever-loving mind. She then said, They are pulling onto your street now. You should hear the sirens. I did, thank God. The intruder then blasts off. One officer jumps out of the passenger side, 
While the car is still moving and chases after him, the second officer comes into my home, interviews me and the two gentlemen, collects evidence, takes photos. After some time of him being there, Cherry comes home and freaks out. Once the situation was explained to her, she said, Oh my God, that could have been me. Thanks, Cherry. It's all about you. The next morning, I am called in to identify a man they had in custody. I pointed him out. I got into a little room and the officer pulls out an evidence bag. He asked me if the items were mine. They were. They were my underwear and photos taken from my home. The officer informed me that the intruder had been stalking me for some time now. He estimates three months. He had made a nest outside our home on top of a hill that overlooked into our living room and kitchen. He is a known sex offender and drug dealer. He then told me how lucky I was to get out practically unharmed. Others weren't so lucky. To the man who stalked me and broke into my home, let's not meet again. However, I would love to run into those two gentlemen again. Every day I am thankful for them. Next up, we hear from Reddit user Sunny Daymare, featuring voice work by Matt Bradford. And we try to survive the alley. When my parents got divorced, I was about 20 years old. I had just gotten out of a two-year relationship and moved in with my dad, who was living on his own. I worked late nights, so I wouldn't get out until around 3am, where afterwards I would head home. My dad and I weren't getting along too much. Frankly, we never have. He started losing it a little after the divorce and would mentally check out sometimes. I'd come home and see him just staring at the TV with nothing but white fuzz on it, and I would ask him what the fuck that was about. I mean, it wasn't anything supernatural. He was just not in his right state of mind and would space out. I digress though. You see, at some point he and I had a falling out and he kicked me out of his apartment and I wasn't welcomed there anymore. There were a few nights where I was just sleeping at the back of an IHOP until my mom found out and she asked me to come live with her and my sister. I hadn't originally gone because their apartment was small and they had no room for me, nor was there any parking available for me. But it was nice living with my mom and sister. We've always had a great relationship and they missed me a lot. The parking was a problem at her apartment building, so I would have to park far away so I wouldn't get towed. Sometimes after work, I'd have to park 10 blocks away and walk to the apartment. Along the way, I'd pass alleys and all sorts of shady types. It so happens that one night I got out a little past 4am. I was beat as usual and parked far the hell away. I started walking and passed an alley. I noticed two figures just sitting there. Again, nothing supernatural or anything like that. Like I said, you would encounter all sorts of shady assholes, so it didn't really bother me. What did bother me was that they were in the middle of a conversation and and waving their arms around, but when they noticed me, they both stood still. At some point, one of them reaches behind them for something, and they both start making a run towards me. I didn't waste any time. I started making a dash for it, and I climbed over a wall that led to a bank. I didn't want them seeing where I live just in case, because I have my mom and sister there. I hid behind one of those AT&T boxes with phone connections inside, and I see them also climb the wall. I carry around a snub-nosed 38 revolver, and I know how to use it, but 
wasn't into the idea of getting into a possible gunfight with two people as I'm not a fucking cowboy. They started heading around the building away from me, and I climbed over the wall and made a dash for it a few blocks to a local diner. I went to the bathroom and changed my shirt, then just sat at a table and ordered a sandwich and hung out for a while. Through the window of the diner half an hour later, I can make out the silhouette of both of them walking by. I don't know if they're looking in or if they recognize me, but I just keep my head down drawing in my sketchbook that I take to work. I just waited until about 7am when it was daylight and people were starting to walk around getting ready for work. At that point I paid, left, and went home to get some sleep. My mom and sister think I just stayed late for overtime at work. I never told them what actually happened. If you're listening to this show, you almost certainly enjoy horror. Now we bring you the audio element, but sometimes you want even more, and that's where Shudder comes in. The streaming service with the best selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural movies, series, and originals. Now one of the really great things about Shudder is that you have unlimited access to play their entire catalog of shows and movies on all your favorite devices iPhone, iPad, Xbox One, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, and Android devices, you name it, you can use it. And the best part of all is the price. $5.99 a month gets you access to all of it. You can head over and binge the latest seasons of Creepshow and Slasher, both available only on Shudder. Or how about the new exclusives this month? Nicolas Cage in Prisoners of the Ghostland and killer shark movie Great White. And I'm really enjoying Behind the Monsters, which is new every single Wednesday and discusses the origins of your favorite modern movie monsters. Shudder is really great, and if you love horror and you're familiar with Netflix, then you will love what Shudder has going on. I love it when I go into the app and I see something new and different that I didn't even know about every single time. And it's not just horror, but supernatural and thrillers as well. So get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. To try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com and use promo code DISTURBED. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com with promo code DISTURBED to try 30 days for free. This holiday season, I wanted to give a gift to my family and loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about story worth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps loved ones share unique stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. This is really cool and unique and something that can be cherished by families. Now, the way it works is every week StoryWorth emails a different story prompt, questions that you may have never thought to ask. Like what is one of the strangest things that's ever happened to you? Or what's a small decision you made that ended up having a big impact on your life? This helps connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart. Now, I've learned some things about my dad in his high school days that I never would have known or even thought to ask. And here's where it gets really cool. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every story, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. You can order multiple copies for other family members. I can't wait to get my book and see everything put together in one place and show everyone. It's something I think everyone should have for family. Stories and memories are what live on and what really count, and StoryWorth really brings it all together. 
With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com Disturbed and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com Disturbed to save $10 on your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to the deliciously frightful, disturbed podcast with your host, Chad. Up next, we check in with Reddit user Cannibal Birdies, featuring voice work by Rhiannon Mauschel, and we no longer go to the laundromat. A few months ago, I, 22, was at the local coin laundromat. I went late because I had been studying, around 10 p.m. The laundromat is pretty small, closer to the edge of the beach town I live in. The town is pretty well known for drifters and people experiencing homelessness. Most people are friendly, and there is a lot of drug use, but I've never really felt scared. Everything was fine until I went to move my laundry to a dryer. I was listening to music on my headphones, but not super loudly. Suddenly, I just got the feeling that someone was watching me. I can't really explain it, I I just felt the presence. I turned around and there was a man standing just a few feet away from me. He was a white guy with pink hair, wearing a full face mask, like a ski mask, a hoodie, gloves, and sunglasses, even though it was dark out. The gloves and sunglasses immediately made me feel uncomfortable. I thought maybe he was a drifter or high, but I didn't want to be rude. I tried to laugh it off and told him he surprised me. He immediately started talking. A lot of it was disjointed and just didn't make sense. He was talking about coming up from Brazil to bring his brother money to get a classic car. None of it made much sense, but he would ask me questions and wait for me to respond. So I tried to just play along. I still thought he was probably just high or something, but he was standing between me and the only door and I started getting this gut feeling that he was blocking the door on purpose, not just accidentally as he talked to me. He was getting closer to me as he talked and the feeling got stronger. Logically, something was off, but mostly I just had this feeling in the pit of my stomach that I needed to leave and keep him talking until I could. I started to edge to the side, but he stayed in front of me and the feeling got more intense. I started to grip my keys in the attack position just in case. He talked more and then backed off a little. He took off his backpack, which was a child's unicorn backpack, and set it on a nearby dryer. I looked over to the door for just a second, and when I looked back, he was pulling something out and holding it to the side behind him where I couldn't see it. But I did see what was in his backpack. Duct tape. Instantly, it was just like an alarm went off. There was no more worrying about being rude, no more second-guessing myself that he was just off but harmless. It was like this cold, numb dread just washed over me. I almost felt calm, like I knew the next steps, knew I had to do something. Time seemed to move in slow motion, 
and he turned back to me, not saying anything anymore, and took a step forward. I gripped my keys as tightly as possible and tried to mentally prepare to fight. I remember being afraid that I would move too slow or be too weak, like in a nightmare. But, all of a sudden, the door to the laundromat opened and a woman walked in, barely even looking at us as she went to get her laundry. It was like a scene in a movie, a moment of intensity just interrupted by something innocuous and suddenly it's over. He just turned, got his bag, and left. I was so scared I just stayed there a minute until I could get my laundry and just go home. I didn't report it. I never knew what to say since nothing had actually happened. But when I think about it, I think the scariest thing is that he left as soon as someone walked in. If he was just crazy, it wouldn't have mattered. I think a stranger's laundry timer saved me from something terrible. I don't go to the laundromat anymore. I joined a laundry service. The extra cost is worth it to never go back. So, to the man with the pink hair and the unicorn backpack, let's not meet again. Next up is an experience from Reddit user Perpetual Connection, featuring voice work by Tom Aglio, and we take a peek through the night vision scope. I'm a hunter. I like to hunt wild boars specifically. Though I have been deer hunting and have been known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I mostly hunt boar. For those of you that don't know, boar are a big problem in the United States. A so can have two litters a year, and it's not uncommon for a litter to consist of 10 or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I'd been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that costs literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting it on was worth it. But I did it. I took it to a range and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck with easy-to-find spots that I could set up in that overlooked a large, easy-to-navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering with my new toy, cycling through the settings. I was a little impatient. I'd spotted multiple deer, but they were out of season, and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I'd seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first, but it gave me something to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. After an hour or so of glassing the area, it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all. No rabbits or owls, the deer that I'd seen were hundreds of yards from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night but lively in the day? I'd set up around 10pm and it was about 2am when I started to think about packing up maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some practice shots. I heard a crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision, it's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear, it was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? I couldn't be, I would have seen the headlights coming up from the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. 
no shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements like a squirrel or something, twitchy and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree, the one I'd been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me, could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. Help, I'm lost. There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet. I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? Help, please, I can't walk, the voice called out. That's when I called bullshit. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good I mistook him for a bear. That's a fucking trap. This guy is trying to lure me up to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad, but I didn't give a shit in that moment. I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction and I swear I saw a smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white. How the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? He must have easily been 150 yards away. Fuck off, I screamed in that direction. He stood upright and then it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily six feet and very lean. He took a couple of long strides in my direction and I instinctively sent a round sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as hell, but he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will fuck you up, go away! He stayed on all fours and this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on that last warning. I was terrified. That standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk, I could barely keep him in my scope he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one but I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck and I wanted to get out of there. I could hear him in the distance, yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab but kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported it to Fish and Game but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone. Never received an update. It wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him because the spot we were camping was technically the same forest I'd seen the bastard, just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked his mom, my cousin, had to take him home. She was really pissed. I've gone down the rabbit hole on these scary stories. I'm not saying what I saw definitely was a wendigo or a skinwalker. I'm saying that if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Dottie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Either way, thought I'd share. And finally, we hear from Reddit user Mobile Garden, featuring voice work by Addison Peacock. And we take a ride from Strangers. 
I'm 57 years old now. This is a memory that never goes away, never fades. In 1986, I stopped in Topeka, Kansas on my way back from working in Yellowstone National Park for the summer. My friend had also just graduated from high school a few years before and had moved to Topeka with his parents. I stayed about a week. His parents invited me to stay an extra day for their family reunion before I headed back home. We drove way out into the country for their family reunion in his old beater car and spent all day with his extended family. In the late afternoon, we made our way back to Topeka in his old beater car with the broken gas gauge. We ran out of gas. He said we were probably six to seven miles from the nearest gas station, pre-cell phone. We were trying to figure out what to do when suddenly a van with no windows pulls over and asks us if we need help. When you're young, you think these things just miraculously happen for you. When you're older, you know better. We tell him the van ran out of gas. A friendly enough man offers to take us to the nearest gas station. We get in the van to discover there are a total of three men in the vehicle. There are no seats in the back. We're just sitting on the floor of what appears to be a work-type, beat-up, older model white van when we clearly hear the men discussing doing us harm. The driver says he knows a good place to go. The other man in the passenger seat eyeing me agrees he's in and nods approval. Only one man sitting nearest us says he's not in and doesn't want to be involved in this at all. That he's got a baby now, and he's not cool with this. That he doesn't want any part of it. The driver and passenger seat rider said something under their breaths I couldn't hear. There was an angry silence while the driver thought this over. In my mind, I prayed one word. Help. My mind felt like I was stuttering thoughts. Part of me was in denial, another part in shock. Fear hadn't even set in yet. Just like a jolt to the system of an unreal horror happening to someone else, because an hour ago I was completely safe without a care in the world. And now the absurd idea of someone raping me. Yes, I was acutely aware raping me and murdering us both were what they would do, and leaving us somewhere nobody would find us. Those things were flipping through my mind. Have you ever been to Kansas? Lots of lonely, godforsaken, desolate roads to nowhere. If at this point the third guy changed his mind, or simply said just let him out first, I wouldn't be sharing this with you right now. They stopped talking to each other. They had never spoken to us at all from the moment we entered the van. My friend and I didn't speak to each other. We were afraid. I could hear the clanging, rattle-trap van's noises and the tires on the road. I saw my friend flexing as if to warn he would fight to defend himself while they were discussing where they would take us. Everything felt surreal, but the guy in the back? That guy said no. And just like that, the driver pulled over and the guy in the back opened up the side door and let us out, and it was over. The air smelled somehow fragile and tainted. The ground looked different like I couldn't quite trust it. My friend looked as shaken as I felt. We had survived a close encounter with shark-like predators. The blackest, darkest evil. I looked at the gas station in the late afternoon waning sunset just before dark. That gas station had transformed itself into a beacon of shining light. A safe haven of shelter and safety. And I knew once we got into that gas station, there was no way I would walk back to the car. The white van with no windows pulling away from us felt surreal. Like looking at it might give the power to suck us up in its vacuum of ill intent. Today, I can still see that van pulling away. A sort of mirage from a nightmare that had crossed over into my waking reality. In 
If you'd like to get your story on the show, we have several different submission options available, and you can find them all at disturbedpodcast.com. Disturbed is an independent production funded through advertising and your support. And if you'd like to support the show, you can get early access to our premium feed featuring ad-free listening and bonus episodes. Visit patreon.com slash disturbedpodcast to learn more. And we have quite a few new supporters to shout out. Taylor Rose, Laura Elizabeth, Faith Burkhammer, Jesse Brackett, Melanie Papineau, William Howell, Alan Lou He, Donna Hansen, Elise Palmerton, Cassandra Fruster, Ashley Pander, Laura Zimmerhansel, and Chastity Beck. Thanks everyone so much for supporting the show. Music by Carl Casey at WhiteBatAudio and Co.ag. Thanks for listening. We'll be dark next Thursday for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back the following Thursday with a brand new episode. And stay safe out there, y'all.